Okay, let's get this out in the open right away. The weather outside, that's what I'm talking about right there. It's been a long time. So we're doing a series on Meals with Jesus. And what we're talking about here is if we have a question to bring to Jesus, wouldn't it be really cool if we could sit down at a table like this? The truth is, I would love my meal with him to be taco salad. Tacos are taco salad, but I like to take the taco salad and I like to get a great big mixing bowl that you do bread in, and it's about this wide, and I pour it all in there, and we do this, and it's so good. Taco salad is one of my favorite meals. If I was to have a meal with Jesus, I would want to ask him about his childhood. That would really be interesting to me, and I would want to ask him some deep theological questions about life, about heaven, and all of that stuff. That would be interesting to me. But I'm a little intimidated to ask him a question. And the reason I would be a little intimidated to ask him a question is because I have read many times in Scripture where the Pharisees ask him questions. And he says to them, Have you not read the Scriptures? So the question I want to ask him this morning is, Jesus, do you know me? And I fully expect, with a smile on his face, he would answer me and say, Daryl, have you not read the Scriptures? To which I would say, yes, Lord, I have read the Scriptures. You know that. But sometimes it's so hard to understand the things that I read. Will you help me? understand that which I read. And I believe Jesus would say to me, now you're starting to understand. Are we willing to listen to Jesus in the conversation and let him take the conversation in the direction that he knows it needs to go? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, your word is glorious. It speaks to exactly who you are, Lord. And I pray this morning that you would meet us here and that you would speak to each and every one of us in our own language, that you would let us know how much you know us and how much you care about us. So I commit this time to you, that you would take this conversation this morning, Lord, in the direction that it needs to go. And I pray this in Jesus' name. So it was March the 1st in 2014. My wife and I, along with several other family members, were invited to attend the NHL outdoor classic hockey game between the Chicago Blackhawks and the Pittsburgh Penguins at freezing cold Soldier Field in Chicago. There was a blizzard that day. The Blackhawks ended up winning that game 5-1. to one. After the game, some of the family members and friends were invited to a local establishment in Chicago. Um, when we got there, it was very, very shortly after I got there that I was introduced to the captain of the Chicago Blackhawks, Jonathan Taves. And I didn't realize that was going to happen, and I'm starting to, in a matter of seconds, think, okay, what can I ask this fella? You know, get some good, real good hockey questions going here. Hardly before I could speak, Jonathan Taves started to ask me about who I was. So what do you do for a living? And I'm thinking, 
uh, he's asking me, surely this, I, this, this isn't the way this conversation is supposed to go. And so I'm starting to answer him in point form answers. I'm a mechanic. Oh, yeah, what do you work on? Farm equipment, trucks, uh, cars? What do we? Well, I work on trucks. And on and on this conversation went. And it was a surreal time talking to him for way longer than I thought I ever deserved to talk to him and have him ask me questions about who I was. Are we willing to listen to Jesus and have him take a conversation in a, maybe a different direction that we think that that conversation should go? If I was to sit down with Jesus, I would ask him the question. And it's in the bulletin this morning, do you know me? And that's the point form question. And with me this morning, will you join me in asking Jesus the question? Jesus, do you really know me? Do you know everything about me? As Jamie spoke last week about burdens, do you know the burdens that I have on my life? Jesus, do you know everything about me? All of the mental health Issues that I deal with every day. Jesus, do you know that about me? I believe Jesus would say, let's look at the scriptures. So if you'll turn with me, if you like, to Luke chapter 19. I'm going to read about nine verses here. You will probably recognize the story. It's one of my favorites. Luke chapter 19, starting at verse 1. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but being a short man, he could not because of the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. I want us to notice several things in this passage. The very first thing I want to establish is that Jesus, and it's, it's, it's imperative that we establish this as human beings, Jesus is the constant Last week, uh, Jamie preached on uh, one of the verses he used was uh, from Matthew. That's uh, I can't remember the, the verse exactly, but it said, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laid down with burdens. And as Jesus says this, uh, he, 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 um, he is the constant where he says that to me every single day of my life. In fact, I want to suggest that he regularly throughout the day, like a server serves a 
a, a tennis ball, puts the ball in my court. I am here. In this passage, it describes Jesus as just passing by. But I want to suggest that Jesus is the constant and just passes by our lives every single day, all throughout the day. Constantly, he makes himself available for us to uh, invite him to a meeting with me. Jesus is the constant, and he constantly says, come to me. He constantly passes by and gives us the opportunity to have a meeting with him. As we keep reading, we see that Zacchaeus is a short man. And I like this because this gives Zacchaeus an excuse, doesn't it? Jesus wants to have a meeting, but I can't. I can't see past the crowd. I don't get it. I'm too short. I can't do it. We often have and come up with excuses of our own. I can't read scripture. I don't really understand it. I can't pray. I don't know if he's really listening to me, and I don't know if my prayers are bouncing off the ceiling or not. So here's the picture we have right now of Jesus and Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus is a man that something is going on in his heart because he says, I want to see Jesus, so I'm not going to let the excuse that I have, that I'm too short and I can't see past this crowd, get in the way. There's something going on inside of me. And we will see as we continue to read here in a few minutes. He's either dealing with something to do with guilt. He could be depressed. He could be lonely. He could have low self-esteem. All of these things that go along with mental health in his life. He's probably dealing with them all. He's probably dealt with them for so long that he says enough is enough. I want to see what Jesus has to say and what he can do in my life. So he pushes past the crowd, gets far enough ahead where he climbs into the tree where the constant Jesus is walking by. I'm going to push back my excuse and I'm going to just catch a glimpse of Jesus. So as Jesus walks along, he looks I think he knows he's there already. And he calls out, Zacchaeus, why don't you come down? I'd like to have a meeting with you today. Now, the other thing about Jesus that I have noticed from Scripture is he never gets anybody in a headlock and starts talking to them. That is an old expression that we used to use as a mechanic. Sometimes... You'd, you'd walk by the manager's office and you'd see a customer in there. And the poor manager's trying to get work done and the customer's, you know, figuratively speaking, he's got him in a headlock and he's just talking away and talking away. So it's, a, it's an expression that I think of all the time as making somebody listen to you. Jesus never does that. This, this picture to me is perfect. Jesus always says, Come. He never grabs by the hand and says, get in here and sit down while I ram the truth down your throat. Never says that. 
He every day constantly, consistently sets up a situation whereby we can have an opportunity to say, Jesus, will you meet with me? I've got issues. So as Jesus walks by and looks up and sees Zacchaeus, he says, Zacchaeus. He knows the name of Zacchaeus. This is where I want to really do the heart of answering my question that I have for Jesus. Jesus, do you know me? Scripture says in in, uh, Matthew 10, 29, that Jesus says that God sees the little sparrow fall. And what that says to me is that Jesus knows everything that's going on in your life, in my life. He knows everything that is going on. It says that he clothes the lilies of the field. And to me, that says that he knows exactly what I need. Pastor Dylan mentioned it at the beginning of the service, that he knows the hairs on our head. He knows the details of who we are. It says that in Scripture that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And in Psalm 139, it says that he knit us together using the DNA of our mom and dad to make the unique individual of who we are. I like to think of myself as a unique individual, and I hope that you all do as well. I'm going to just guess and say that I have four or five thousand little thoughts or personality traits or idiosyncrasies or characteristics, thought processes that make up who I am as an individual. And I like to believe that Jesus knows it all. You remember the story of the feeding of the five thousand. You remember the story of the feeding of the 4,000, two separate occasions. Jesus is preaching and he's speaking to the people and the disciples say to Jesus, these guys got to be hungry by now. What are we going to do? You better send them away so they can get something to eat. And Jesus says, you give them something to eat. And if I'm a disciple, I'm sitting there, I I don't know what I'm going to do here. Well, let's start looking and see what we can come up with. So the time with 5,000, they come up with five, fish and, or five loaves of bread and two fish. The time with 4,000 people, they managed to scrounge up seven loaves and a few fish, it says in Scripture. And the disciples bring this food to Jesus, and they say, this is all we've got, what do we do? Jesus says, bring it to me. So I like to think of myself as an individual with four or 5,000 little personality traits. I would suggest that you are in the same boat as I am. You have all kinds of different ways of thinking. And when I try to figure myself out on my own strength, I've got five loaves and I've got two fish. I don't really know who I am. But when I bring who I am to Jesus, it opens up every personality trait that I have, every little way of thinking that I know of doing individually, uniquely. And I believe Jesus says, I've got this. I know exactly 
who you are, Zacchaeus. I know exactly who you are, Daryl. And put your name in there as well. So Jesus calls down Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus comes down. And Jesus and Zacchaeus go to Zacchaeus' house. It doesn't say that here. However, it does say in verse 7, all the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. This is where it really doesn't matter what others think. Jesus and Zacchaeus are going to have a meeting. Jesus and Daryl are going to have a meeting. This is going to be aside from my wife, my kids, my parents, my family, my coworkers, my neighbors, and the world. This is an individual meeting between an individual Zacchaeus and Jesus, or let's just say Daryl and Jesus. Let's just say you and Jesus. This is where you need to forget about everybody else in life and be very, very selfish. Somebody once said to Jesus, what is the greatest commandment of all? And Jesus says, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And I've often said, and I do believe the key word in there is your This is personal. This is a relationship between the creator, the one who created you and gave you every single personality trait that you have, knows every single detail about every mental health issue that you deal with all the time. And he is the constant who says, let's have a meeting. Let's have a meeting. So many times we say, I'm too short, I can't see past the crowd. And we go about our business. Jesus says, okay. But he never stops asking, never stops. I like the fact that when Jesus and Zacchaeus get together, we are not told of the conversation. It jumps right from verse 7 to verse 8. Verse 8 gives Zacchaeus' response, but the silence in there says so much. It says that what went on between Jesus and Zacchaeus' conversation was between those two. Jesus knew exactly, as we will see from Zacchaeus' answer, after the private conversation. Now, there may have been others there, right, that heard the conversation, and that's fine, but you and I don't get to know what that is. But Zacchaeus, in verse 8, stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Look at the the language here. Zacchaeus means business. Business. He says, right here, right now, I'm telling you right now, I'm a changed man. Because of what Jesus spoke to him, he was a changed individual because Jesus knows Zacchaeus. Jesus knows me. Jesus knows you. 
Once again, he's the constant, and he constantly gives us the opportunity to meet with him. Is today going to be okay for you? Is this hour going to be okay for you? Can we do it now? Would you like to have a meeting? does it every day. This is pretty cool. Now, usually the story ends here. Often the story ends right here. And for me, this, I've, I've only ever known this much of the story. But over the last couple of weeks, I kept reading. Look what it says in verse 11. While they were listening to this, while they were listening to this, he went on to tell them a parable because he was near Jerusalem and the people thought that the kingdom of God was going to appear at once. Now, I'm going to skip over a little bit here. But here this man was going to leave town and he was going to call ten servants to give, to, together and give them ten minas, which is a sum of money, Right? Jesus is continuing to speak to Zacchaeus in his language. Zacchaeus was a tax collector. He knew money. He talked finances. He may have known Matthew in the disciples. He was in that circle. So Jesus tells him a parable about money. And he says he gave each servant one mina, and then went away. And upon his return, and you know the story, he said to the first servant, uh, what have you done with the money I gave you? And, he, and, and the servant said, I've got ten, ten minas from the one you gave me. And the next servant says, I've got five from the one you gave me. And on and on it goes, there's, there's more of the parable. My point is not to speak on that parable. My point is to say that he is still continuing to talk to Zacchaeus from a financial picture. Zacchaeus, the guilt that's going on in your life, the depression that you may have, the loneliness, the lack of self-esteem that you may have from that which you are doing with your money, now that you have straightened that out and understand the priorities of giving to the poor, Take the rest that you have and figure out how to make money with it. He is speaking the language that Zacchaeus knows and understands. I just think that's pretty cool. Jesus will speak the language that you speak. Jesus knows you. Jesus, do you know me? I mean, really know me? Daryl. Have you not read the scriptures? What did we just say? Yes, I understand, Lord. Jesus knows you. Let's establish that. Let's establish that he knows you, wants to have that relationship, wants to give you the opportunity to bring everything you are to him so that he can help you understand and know you. It's a glorious thing. Do you need a meeting with Jesus? I guarantee you, you've got an excuse why you don't have to. Guaranteed. Back to March 1st, 2014. Um, 
my wife and I were there for a long time at that uh, get-together in Chicago. There was several hundred people there, and we were just milling about, talking to people. And I watched Jonathan Taze talk to person after person after person. And I talked to lots of people, and we had a great time. And well into the evening, probably, in fact, to be honest with you, it was closer to breakfast time than anything else. We decided that we better leave. And Jonathan Taves came over to me as I was about to leave, and he stuck out, put out his hand, and he said, it was nice to meet you, Daryl. And for some reason, he remembered my name. He knew who I was. I know a man who knows your name, Jesus, knows all of our names. Not only that, but with the detail of the question, he knows every personality trait that we have. And he wants to meet with you and help you know and understand you. Do you know him? 